Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is up, everyone? Jose Youngs here with MMAfighting.com here for another Wednesday edition of the A-Side Live Chat. Now, I say Wednesday. Uh, that is our normal time that we've been doing for eons, but since this quarantine uh, pandemic has happened, we've been doing it three days a week. But this is, of course, the Wednesday edition. I only say that for the people listening uh, because we get a lot of listeners uh, as well as viewers. But uh, joining me this week on the A-Side Live Chat is, of course, Pizza Carroll, the man below me on this live stream. Uh, Shorty Torres makes his long-awaited return. Uh, he's no longer in fight camp. I think we had him for uh, two, three weeks, maybe two times during fight camp, and then one like the day after his fight got canceled. So he has a new nickname for himself. Apparently, he's not Shorty Torres anymore. He's Chubby Torres, as he called himself before we went on camera. <laughs> and then, of course, the man, the director behind the camera, everyone's favorite, Woo! cute boy, wimpy, soy boy journalist, mustachioed, Casey Lydon with his Beavis and Butthead. Uh, how, how, many, how much soy milk you got in there, Casey? Or is it oat milk this it's, time? It's, it's all fair trade, organically grown uh, <laughs> soy milk. Just about 90% soy milk. I put a little coffee, just put a little hair in my chest. That's about it. <laughs> what do they call that? They, they call that the wimpy, the yeah, wimpy drink yeah. of the morning. Anyway, lot, uh, this is, of lot, course... This <laughs> This is, of course, not our podcast. This is your guys' podcast. You can leave a comment on MMAfighting.com. Just find the post that says A-Side Live, live now. Or you can leave us a comment on Twitter because none of you guys even leave comments on the site anymore because this is the 21st century and millennials are taking over the world and you guys are just sending us questions via social media these days. So uh, leave a comment, leave a tweet. Esther and Casey are in the background making us look beautiful as ever. So, Casey, first question for this illustrious panel. Ooh, we got us in the lower thirds now. That's Ooh, neat. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Here we go. Uh, Every it's only going to be our first question. Ah, here's a good one. Ooh. Turn that on. Here we go. From Ian O'Neill, longtime commenter. How do you handle the whole situation of light heavyweight in the UFC? Strip Jones, who fights for the belt? If so, hashtag the A-side. Thank you so much, Ian, for the question. So, yes, gentlemen, as you, I'm sure you've heard, John Jones got into another uh, situation down in Albuquerque, DWI, uh, he pled, pled guilty uh, and all this stuff. So I, I don't remember the exact uh, sent, sentence handled, handed down. I believe it was community service, house arrest. He got, quor- uh, he got quarantined like we all did. Yes. He basically <laughs> got quarantined, but I believe he – does he have to wear an ankle monitor if I'm not mistaken? Uh, I don't you know. You can't leave your house anyway. Who cares if you have to wear an ankle monitor? Oh, is he in the kitchen now? What? Like what? I mean, he could, but the thing is, he could leave the house if he wanted to, but now he can't leave the house. Like, he could go to the store, but now he can't. Uh, So, of course, uh, this is not the first time John Jones has had been caught in one of these situations, uh, especially with uh, driving while intoxicated. So I'll start with you, Shorty. What should the UFC do with the light heavyweight division uh, now that their champion has found himself on the wrong side of the law once again? I think nothing at all. Uh, the reason why I say that is because John Jones has been doing this stuff for years and they've literally done nothing this entire time. Um, and they've kind of, especially the UFC, they've kind of 
endorsed some bad behavior again with the whole Conor McGregor thing. Oh, he shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. And then his fight with Khabib leading up, they're going to use all that film material to promote him even more. You know, so for me, with the whole John Jones situation outside the outside the cage is outside the cage. Sadly, it's not the best, but you know, inside the cage is the whole inside the cage thing. So for me, I know he does have probation, house arrest, all that stuff um, outside the gym, especially during this quarantine. If he has to take time away from the cage because of the things he has to do, because of what the court has sentenced him for, then make the Ruiz uh, was it Santos Ruiz Santos fight or Reyes Santos fight. Reyes Santos, and yeah. Have, have them fight each other, and then whoever wins that fight fights Jones next. But overall, I don't believe something should be done by the UFC. If something should be done by the UFC, then it should be done to every single person who gets, you know, um, some type of, you know, Conor McGregor or Jones and all these other people who face uh, accusations like that before. PT, same questions. I, I know uh, Shorty said he likes the Santos-Reyes fight. I know both fighters called for that. But I think there's a European light heavyweight that has an argument uh, for a shot at John Jones's belt. He supposedly was slated to schedule fight John Jones next. John Jones said that he had no problem fighting him after his big win earlier this year. So what should the UFC do with the light heavyweight division? Like, I mean, we, we don't need to pretend that the UFC are the most socially uh, or, or morally ethical people in the world, you know. Um, you know, look at this whole coronavirus thing. The world is shut down, and they're still, you know, throwing so much shit at the wall and just waiting to see what sticks. Um, with Jones, what should they do? Like, I mean, if this was a, like, you know, the NFL or something like that, they'd probably like suspend him and strip him of his title. But I, I agree with with Shorty. It's, it's probably unlikely. You know, I, I think they should. You know, as a kind of just out of precedent, like set some type of precedent, like, you know, don't don't get arrested with guns and stuff like that. Like it probably isn't a good idea, probably isn't the best look. But what I was thinking about when this happened and, and as this goes on is, is he more expendable than he has been before when he gets himself into these situations? Like, I mean, he hasn't been setting the world on fire with his performances. And even though he's still outright the best uh, 205er in the world, you know, I don't think he's been putting the same kind of statements into his performances these days. Like, is it easier to punish John Jones now for the UFC, maybe as opposed to other times when he's messed up because he was so, he had that unbeatable status then like maybe like a, like a Valentina Shevchenko has a flyweight now. Like, is he more expendable now? I think he probably is. He, he might be, uh, but he's still winning. Uh, last I saw, yeah. he did have those three wins in a row, whether you agree with the decisions or not, he's still the champ and he's still, uh, winning. I, Anthony Smith was on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. I believe that was when you were doing Eurobash. So AK was my co-host, and I think Anthony Smith said it pretty was pretty on the nose. He goes, Anthony Smith, Dominic Reyes, and Thiago Santos. Winning three decisions against those three should not knock you off the pedestal of being unbeatable. Uh, he, because he, as Anthony Smith said, there's no one else in the light heavyweight division right now that could beat all three of those, uh, as you call them, hammers. Uh, and John Jones did it five, fought 15 rounds against those three. Um, but Jan Blachowicz is still out there. I wouldn't hate it if uh, he fought for the title next. I think he did enough to earn the shot at John Jones. What they do next is, I guess, depending on the UFC. But even did you see Dana White doing on like one of his Instagram live feeds or what? Or, or was a podcast or whatever? Someone asked him about that, and he just went, "Yikes! Yeah, that's a situation." Like he didn't even really address it. <laughs> that's uh, it a just situation. Felt like, it's like that's a serious situation. Like. I feel like every year we hear something about John Jones. Like was like when I saw that news, I wasn't I don't even think I had a reaction to it when I saw the when I when I saw the news because it feels like we've 
been down this road so many times. It would be different if it was one of these fighters uh, that were so big. But Casey what, joined us. Casey, what are your thoughts what, what, I, uh, on the situation? Just because um, it's such a long history about John Jones' history of getting stripped and, and whatever. Wait, was he? Did he? What were the reasons he got stripped before? One was Usada. One was Usada. One was the uh, the hit and run. Correct. Yes, because when he got stripped for that one, DC stepped in to fight Rumble at 187. So, so he's been stripped two times. I believe one of the times he w- was stripped was it an interim title that he was stripped of? When he <laughs> I beat, thought it was Usada uh, just a once. No, when he beat Ovin St. Prue, was that not for the title at 196? No, so the interim. Then he got stripped of that maybe, and then they eventually he fought DC oh, no, at he got what stripped UFC the third time after he beat DC with the head kick, but that 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 got overturned. So that was a so two. T- does it too? Oh, man. <laughs> we can't even keep count. We can't. Yeah. We literally can't keep count of this dude. How many times he's been stripped? This is mental. This is our job, and we don't know. This guy. <laughs> it's so. so, we've so lost. There, there is a precedent that the UFC has stripped him for outside um, non-USADA activities, like um, for the hit and run. So they have. But to- was either were any of the strip times he'd been stripped because of a DWI or was it because of you saw it? And then like a hit and run is super serious, especially when it was a pregnant woman that he hit. Like it wasn't like he got, he wasn't like he was sitting in a car that was running and he was intoxicated. This is, he hit someone and ran away and then failed to post by drug test. Like it's all serious, but were any of them strips solely because of a DUI slash DWI? Not, not that I can think of. I mean, no. it's worrying for Jones, though. Like, I mean, in, in all seriousness, like, that's that's the, the biggest part of all this. Like, he clearly has a, a substance problem here. Like, I mean, you know, you, how many times do you need to fall flat in your face in public before people start saying, listen, mate, you don't have a handle on this. You clearly don't have a handle on this. You wouldn't be – you won't, this wouldn't be the, the umpteen time it's happened and you to be driving under the influence like this. I mean, these the, clearly got a substance abuse problem. Someone needs to – address that um like the, the reason why ufc should do something is to let him know this is an acceptable behavior like you need to get your shit together you know shorty as a fighter anthony smith was i'll ask you this question because anthony smith brought it brought it up um he tells all of the his the kids that he trains with students or whatever that if you're like a good person and you do everything right and you play by the rules you'll succeed in life and he says john jones has proven that he called well. Andy Smith calls him. Says John Jones has made him a liar, basically, because John Jones <laughs> gets into trouble, and he's still the greatest fighter of all time. So, as a fellow fighter, what do you see? When, what do you say when you see arguably the greatest person, or greatest athlete in your sport, get into so much trouble and continuously over the years? That's that's the crazy thing is. What was it? I, I saw a post online, people criticizing John Jones, saying, hey, you shouldn't do this. Oh, man, it's common sense, this, that. But the only problem for us is we've never been at the top. We've never been through all that fame, all this money, all this whatever. You know, he literally has access to everything. And he's gotten in trouble so many times that and gotten away with a lot of stuff where he's like, wait, if I do it again, you're telling me I could possibly get away with it again? <laughs> you know, that that's how, again, same thing with Conor McGregor. Like, you you say the same thing. Like, he's he's come from nothing. Same thing with John Jones. Like, they've come from nothing out of nowhere. They're the biggest stars in the world. But then they start getting in trouble, and there's all these accusations, this and that. The only problem is we can easily judge it because we're like, dude, come on, be morally, you know, sensible and this and that. But we've also never been put in those crazy situations. Am I saying he's right for doing all these things? No, and he should be morally responsible for all of it. 
but it's also the fact that we've never been put in those situations where life is now almost unbearable and unhandable. You know, you just can't handle any of it. You know, so it's 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 a different point of view that we sadly can't understand, but we can easily judge. Um, again, like like you know, Casey and, and everyone was saying, it's like we. I believe the UFC should do something about it. Are they going to? More than likely not. If they strip him, more than likely he's going to get a title shot when he returns. So it's one of those things that the UFC is going to benefit off this anyways. There's going to be a buildup somehow out of it anyways. So when it comes to the UFC retaliating in any sense, it's it's just going to benefit them. And I don't see any point in doing it now. Um, I believe there should be some fights before John Jones ever comes back in a cage. And I believe John Jones should put himself in rehab because as we already see at the public, he does have a serious problem. But... You know, that's his responsibility, and I don't see him doing that anytime soon after so many accusations. I just want to say, if, if there was ever a time to get a DUI as a, as a UFC fighter, this, this, is, this is the time. I mean, and that, and that just goes great to tell you. It's not just in-cage fight IQ. It's, it's just everything. You know, it's like he, he's, he's got it down. And if you're going to break the law, <laughs> this is the time to do it. He's like, oh, I can't. You're, I'm suspended for three months. Oh, well. You know, it's like so. I'm not gonna say it's, good it's, job, John Jones. Smart. I'm just saying, well, time. Shorty, is it is it hard to be responsible during the quarantine? Someone asked Michael Case for this question when he was on. Dude, look at look at, oh uh, man! I mean, what, what's Darren Till posted the photo of him sideways looking with the pregnant belly? Like, 100. percent I wanted to do that. He definitely beat me to it, and I'm like, I'm Jose Chubby Torres now. It's 100 percent hard. To it again, you got to look at it from a fighter's point of view. Again, everyone's different. You have some people putting workout videos and doing push ups. Dude, I barely do push ups myself when I'm in camp. You know, everyone's <laughs> like, dude, stay at 145. Like, because when I, when I ended camp, I was at 145. My fight's at 130. 145 uh, are 15 pounds in two weeks. Easy. That's no problem. That's a usual. So some people do it in a week. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm ahead of schedule. But now everyone's like, Dude, how much you weigh? You must be eating healthy. I'm like, ah, I'm like 155, 160. Why? <laughs> Why is it so hard for you? I'm like, dude, this is my genetics. Like, I'm just one of those people <laughs> that eat. Like, I, I had half a burrito earlier. That burrito probably weighed a pound. Somehow, I gained five. You- like, it's just one of those things where it. I'm, I'm just one of those people that blow up. So for me, dude, I go to the gas station every day to, you know, because right now gas here in the states is like two dollars a gallon, which is amazing. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go inside, grab gas, maybe grab a monster. I'm cool, which I'm still looking for that monster uh, sponsorship, by the way. You know, sure. monster. Um, I go in there, go to grab a monster. I'm like, okay, cool. Walking up to the counter, I'm like, oh, they got they got donuts. <laughs> oh, the chips are on that side? Oh, man. And then you're just like, I have no fight to look forward to. Because, again, like everything was supposed to be back to normal April 13th. And you're like, all right, maybe I'll fight May. Oh, wait, what? Nothing's going to reopen until April 30th? Yeah, I probably won't fight until June. So that's the hardest part where you have, in a sense, nothing to look forward to because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, yeah, for me as a fighter, again, other people are different. For me as a fighter, it is very, very hard. Is is this going to affect the the levels of the fights though, Shorty? Like, I mean, I, I've seen other people from different professions, like say uh, performers, musicians, saying they're going to be out of practice uh, playing in front of a crowd, so they think they're going to be bad when they, you know, it's going to take some time to get back to uh, what they're used to. Even comedians talking about they have no chance to get up and and do stand up in front of the smaller audience. So when they go to the big audience, they don't know if they'll be ready or as good as they usually are. Do, do you think there will be a knock-on effect uh, there for the fighters in any way? All right, how, how about this? 
I guess a question back to you. Do you think Dominic Cruz is better before his injury or after his injury when he beat TJ Dillashaw? Uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say um, before the injuries, right? Technically before the injury, but he ended up still reclaiming the belt. You know, mm. so it's one of those things that Dominic Cruz was stating too. He goes, yeah, I haven't been in the cage in years, but there's no such thing as ring rust. Given, I, I counteract that. I believe there is a such thing as ring rust. But he practiced. He got back into it. And eventually, it's one of those things like riding a bike. Yeah, you're going to be slapping in the beginning because you haven't you know, um, got on it in years. And out of nowhere, you're like, okay, cool. I'm back on it. Okay, cool. Look at it. I can do it with no hands again. Oh, wow. I'm back to normal. So you're going to catch on to things very, very fast. And me, honestly, I was moving around with some of the guys yesterday. And I haven't sparred in two and a half, three weeks. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be tired. I, I'm not going to be able to do the, the certain things move my head as much, which I barely move my big head anyways. <laughs> and I had one of the best, like, flowing practices of sparring ever. I'm like, oh, wait. I had time to actually sit down, think all my mistakes, think why I had a black eye this week, a black eye that week, and go, hmm, maybe I should do this the next time I spar. So sometimes this time off actually really, really benefits you instead of just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. So... I, I think it's a huge thing. Plus, you look at you know Amanda Nunes. I mean, I trained with Amanda Nunes here. This lady literally never comes in until she has a fight. She ne- she fights what twice a year, maybe. She never comes in until she has a fight. Trains for like a month and then she kills everyone. You know, so it's like everyone's different. It depends on how you react to it. And I believe it's one hundred percent mental. So you're saying that Amanda Nunes is going to be on UFC 249 is what you're telling us. I hope. I get, I, if, if you want a little insider, she's in, she is inside the cage having fun, but she likes to show up every once in a while and you're like, does she have a fight? Well, did you see her? Uh, did you see her and Felicia Spencer had a little exchange on Twitter because Felicia Spencer was in Florida too. And they were like, hey, we're both in Florida. Let's just fight here. Like, and, yeah. and Amanda Nunes is like, I'm game. So like they're down to fight there. Uh, I'm sure we'll have more questions as like oh, UFC 250. I, I, I want I want to see some backyard fights. I want to see MMA. I, I just want to bring it back to Kimbo style and just you know someone's backyard, someone holding a flip cam, and just going. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm go I'm gonna go talk to Mazadal. We're gonna go set it up yeah, real quick man, like, and uh, just bring just bring your boys. Everyone's just like no doctors, no because doctors are doing things very important. So let's just let's have everyone fight. You know, just have some fun. Throw and I'm telling you. Fight, like Jillian said, fight boat. Let's just go on, go on a boat, grab a bunch of fighters, and go on international waters, and there you go. Just start picking fights. We'll record it. I'm all for it. And then we'll see more of those Simpsons memes where the Simpsons are like, oh, they predicted it first because it's an episode from like season four or five where they have like fights on a boat <laughs> out there. So it's always the Simpsons. Anyway, Casey, we spent 25 minutes on that one question. Any other question? What's our next question from our listeners? Thoroughly answered. Did you finish your burrito? I- <laughs> yeah, sad, sadly, I finished my burrito. Oh, okay. I, thought, I immediately... thought you were just staring at it, just longing for it. Yeah, just... <laughs> immediately, I grabbed the wheel because I got to remind myself I have to do something after this to stay productive. Admiral, that burrito looks so just, good. All right, hold on, moment. Get a question. Thank you, Ian, for the question. That last, like, the last like three episodes, the first question lasts like twenty five minutes. <laughs> it's just kind of a little fun. Um, Tradition on the A side live chat. If you don't get a thirty minute answer oh, that sorry, goes off into a tangent, what are you doing? At Jose Young, from Jamie Fretz, what's the latest on 249? So I assume he's speaking to UFC 249. Uh, gentlemen, I'm sure you've heard, but supposedly Habib Nurmagomedov is, and Tony Ferguson 
part five is in danger. Habib is is stranded in Russia. He said he flew to he was trying to fly to was Abu Dhabi because the UFC said there was like a ninety nine percent chance the fight was going to happen in Abu Dhabi or Dubai. I can't remember the exact uh, location. Uh, and then he wasn't allowed to land, so then they went to Dagestan, and then he couldn't get a flight out of Dagestan. So his scheduled fight. Title defense against Tony Ferguson is in danger, but I don't know if either of you have seen. Uh, supposedly, um, Russia can allow private flights in and out of Russia of of the country. They just have to get permission. Uh, so we might get Tony Ferguson versus Habib Nurmagomedov. Might get it because I'm on record saying this fight is cursed. Pizzi Carroll is beside himself right now, so I'll let him take this one first. Pizzi, what's your reaction to all of the drama surrounding 249? Habib Nurmagomedov supposedly stranded in Russia, and if this situation where Russia is allowing private planes out of the country, we might finally get this fight. But is it worth it at this point? I mean, it's just exhausting. At this stage, it's like, Jesus Christ, I can't keep up with this. Like, we recorded the podcast, Eurobash, on Monday. And by the time we came off, every fighter in the UFC was on Instagram Live talking to another fighter, trying to get a fight made for UFC 249. It's it's one of the hardest things to follow ever. Nobody knows what's going on. And I just don't understand why it's gone from, oh, look, if there's any fight that needs to happen, it's Habib v. Tony. And now it's just that any fight needs to happen. That that's that's what Dana White's basically saying now. Any fight needs to happen. Like I I don't know what the hell is going on anymore, and I don't know why we're putting on a card if it isn't Habib v Tony, which as I've said before, Dana White seems to think is the cure for the coronavirus. The way he's been talking about it. <laughs> Shorty, what do you think about watching all of the, uh, the all seven hundred of the fights, the the quote unquote drama surrounding this card. The, the drama's crazy because it's like when he was trying to get the last event to happen and couldn't make it happen because Vegas canceled, London canceled, and all these, you know, eventually states and countries are like, sorry, man, we're, we're not going to be able to do this. Brazil Brazilia is going to be your last event for a while. Look at Bellator. Bellator shut down all of May, even though the quarantine is going to be over at the end of April. Um, I think it's a smart decision. It makes them look more responsible, more morally responsible. The UFC, Dana... I, I get that he's belittling the virus, and that's again, that's your opinion. That's cool, but a lot of people are taking this extremely serious, and he's really trying to force the thing. I think, as a uh, promoter and and just overall event wise, it is the smartest thing to do for him to run the event because you got to think about it. It's going to be the only sporting event in the entire world happening. I feel like even if you don't like fights, you're like, dude, I got nothing else to do. Here's 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch this, you know. And it's going to be pay per view, so they're going to make a lot of money back. But is it morally responsible? Is it safe? Is it following any of the guidelines? No. And uh, I know, was it here in Florida, Tampa, Orlando, and Jacksonville are like, cool, we don't care. You just have to reserve a you know, a venue and you have to follow some guidelines. But still, it's just one of those things. It's like maybe, just maybe, you should push it back, especially since we want this fight. And both fighters are like, dude, let's finally do it. We actually have the time. Let's finish the quarantines and, and just push it back. It, us, us fans are going to wait. It's not like we're going to be like, ah, we don't like UFC anymore and just go to a different promotion. We're going to wait. So might as well just push it back and get the fight card that we all want. Well, I'll read you the quote, according to RT Sports, from the 
Russia's Federal Air Transport Agency says, uh, and this is just from RT Sport, I don't know exactly where the quotes came from, but for Habib to be allowed to fly to the U.S. on a private jet, the flight company whose services he intends to use should obtain a permit for flying out of Russia and for arrival in the United States. The company which provides provides private air travel usually know which documents, this and that, blah, 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 basically saying... Uh, there are oh, and there are no current res- there are currently no restrictions on business aviation from Russia upon the availability of approval. The aircraft will be able to fly to the United States. So are they going to be if they, they get the be pro- allowed back end though? That's also a big issue. <laughs> it's true, too. it is. It's, I was it's about to say absolutely. there's still until this is there's still a lot of questions surrounding this. Like I think Casey says, I, I, I can't remember who said it, but uh, Casey, you were on the show too. I might've been the last episode, all these episodes starting to blend together at this Every point. Um, <laughs> like Habib went back and he's with his family. Like, yes, he is in fight camp. But like you said, will he be able to get back? So like say he fights in the United States and now he's stuck. His family's all the way in Dagestan mm-hmm. uh, under quarantine there too. Like, is he gonna want to leave them, knowing he might not want, might not might be able to get back? So, yes, I want to see this fight, but I'm also on record saying this fight will never happen. But there are more important things uh, than this fight happening. I think our old colleague uh, Luke Thomas said it on Twitter the best, where he goes, "The reason to cancel this fight right now is not because Habib is stranded; it's because there's a pandemic." going on like don't let this one thing be the reason to, to postpone it there's bigger issues at play so habib, habib sh- lives li- lives with his, with his parents still like you know he lives with with his his, his kids i mean like i mean I, I don't really that should be it like you know you're going to be going to the u.s a different country coming back in you're going to be around lots of people you wouldn't be around if you weren't doing this your immune system is going to be very low you're risking your legacy your whole career your world title everything and the health of your family i mean this is something that no one's talking about when when habib's talking he looks completely fed up he's like you know i'm here now they told me it was going to be in abu dhabi imagine how ridiculous this setup is for him like i mean really like the same with uh zhang Li before she fought joanna her situation was insane she was flying all over the place just to keep these fights on like how important is this like like in the grand scheme of things like sport means fuck all now it means absolutely nothing. Like this is, um, I was listening to a podcast about soccer the other day, and they say that the soccer journalists were saying it's it's the most important of the least important things in the world. That's what that is, and this is kind of what MMA is for us, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's our lives, it's our livelihood, and um, we love it. But right now, when when this is going on, it, it doesn't seem that important. You know, it really doesn't. Um, I don't know. It just it just feels crazy to me that we're we're flogging the dead horse at this stage. And just Shorty, it, if your fight if your fight wasn't canceled, would you be able to even focus on a fight camp during this pandemic right now, knowing that you're me, in Florida and I'm sure a lot of your family is back home? Well, see, like me in general, everyone's like, "What are you doing during quarantine? What's different?" For me, nothing's different. I stay in the <laughs> dorm, lonely as hell, cry myself to sleep, go downstairs, train. Come back upstairs, have a cheat meal, get disappointed, come back downstairs, train a little more, and then come back upstairs, sleep, and then repeat the same day until fight camp or until the fight. So for me, now I really have no pain of being Jose Chubby Torres. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't have to be a struggle. I can eat a little more. But I'm probably still cheating just as much, which is a bad thing. Anyways, I hope Nutrition is not watching this. But um, for me, and this is my little backstory, last year I thought I was going to fight in August. So I was already at ATT about 10 weeks. 
And then they go, hey, you're going to fight in November. So I got pushed back three more months. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go home for two weeks, come back, and train for about 10 more weeks. I ended up training. Then before the fight, my father passes away. You know, so I'm like, if we really, and then I didn't fight. So if you really think about it, six months, I could have been home with my family and spent six extra months with my father. It's technically months that I'll never get back. So for me wow. right now, especially wondering what the hell is going to happen with this quarantine April 13th. Oh, now it's got pushed back to April 30th. Hey, you might fight in May. Honestly, you might fight in June or July now. For me, technically, this is the best place for me to be when it comes to training in my career because I'm 27 years old, about to enter my prime. But there's also that pain and agony. It's like my mother is home alone. I could be at home with my mom. I could be taking care of my brother. I could be helping some of the kids that I help in my neighborhood. I could be my grandmother's 92 in the senior home where my mom can't see her for two months wow. now because they're on like super quarantine, you know? So it's like, man, I wish I could be home, but is it beneficial when it comes to physical benefits? No, but mentally it's so much more beneficial to, to, to go home and spend time with my family. So what I think Paul Felder said after his fight, he goes, dude, I'm going through all yeah. these wars, all this stuff. And I'm, I'm spending so much time away from home. Dude, I don't have kids, so I can just imagine some of these people who have kids, who have super elderly family and, and just all that stuff, so they really need to take care of them, be there for them. For me, I'm in a dorm 24-7 quarantine or not, so it's like it, it, it becomes a, a, a worry at times to be like, you know what? I don't care about when I want to fight. It's just I want to get this over and done with so I can go home. There's two things I worry about in a fight camp, and this is especially my last fight, especially since my father passed away. I was like, I'm worried about weighing in. I just want to weigh in. I don't even care about the fight. I just want to weigh in, fight, and go home. And and it's really because after two, three months away from a social life, really, it's like, dude, I, I just want to live a life. You know, I'm still youthful. I want to enjoy my time while it still lasts. Especially this quarantine time definitely sucks. No one wants to go out and play anymore. But it's just one of those <laughs> things that's like, you know, for Khabib, it's like, enjoy the time. And that's that's the hard thing with the, the UFC right now is that they're really trying to force this thing. So fighters are still trying to, just in case, be ready for it, which is awesome. You should always be ready. But during this pandemic, like you're saying, it's a pandemic. Relax. And just wait until it's over and, you know, and see where it goes from there. Yeah, there's a reason Dustin Poirier flew back to New Orleans, like, I, that, yeah. I, like that's what he said right like he goes there are more important things right now I have to be with my family like yeah he supposedly had this fight with and then him and Dan Hooker had that 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 inner exchange on social media where they were like we'll f like we'll fight eventually like worry about your family right now uh so like I'm sure there's a lot of fighters feeling that do you understand that mentality though shorty the guys who are who are putting themselves forward as you said like you you don't have kids and stuff like that like if an opportunity did come up, would you be one of those guys going, yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> like, would you do it? Let, let, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't think I have kids, but I hope they don't got me, but when, <laughs> if they're wrong, they definitely don't have me. Anyways, uh, I'll take a long grocery store trip. <laughs> I'm still looking for toilet paper guys. It's just a bit of hassle. Anyways, um, at least gas is cheap for me. I took the Jared Brooks fight. Sorry, I took the Jared Brooks fight on a nine-day notice. So I'm technically even. When I was, dude. I was even chubby Torres. I was obese Torres. Like I was ready for it. I was like, cool. I'm gonna lose the weight. Take it. So these guys that are relying on the money, just like myself, we don't get paid until we fight. We're 100% ready. Our whole lives have been pretty much banking on these last-minute opportunities. But like Dustin said in his interview, I'd fight anyone. I don't care. But I want to be ready. You know, especially right. at the top where it now it really matters for me 
I, I was still wasn't even ranked by the time I you know lost my fight and got released. I was you know I fought Jared Brooks, beat him by the accidental KO, and then I lost Alex Perez. I'm like, cool, I'm one and one. Let me relax and see what happens. Maybe I'll get another last minute fight because I'm a flyweight and just go in there and do it. I got released. Obviously, that's devastating. But you got these guys that are at the top of the top. If I lose, I'm thinking I'm fighting guys in the 20s, so it doesn't matter. I still got two more fights. But these guys, especially Dustin, if he wins, he's that much closer to another another title shot. If he loses, damn, he might be a gatekeeper. You know, but it's still money in the bank for him for his foundation. It's money in the bank for him to get more promotion, to help his family, to help, you know, so many different people. So for me, I know at this moment in my life, I wouldn't take a last-minute fight because I want to be ready. I don't want to do the whole Jared Brooks, Alex Perez situation because, again, Alex was the same thing where I'm like, dude, I just want to weigh in. Whatever happens in the fight happens. I don't even care anymore because I'm just so upset with this whole last-minute stuff and then go home and be time, you know, spend time with my family. It does take a mental toll on you. A lot of these guys are ready. That's all they do. This is all they know. Cool. Good for you. But for some of us that have outside things, fighting is great, but I'd rather be ready. So if I do lose, I'm losing at 100% saying there's nothing else I could have done. And you were just a better man today compared to losing at my worst, which I always still regret with the Alex Press fight, losing at my worst and going what it should have could have and going now all these other people can say whatever about me because of performance that I really even didn't perform. You know, so again, it's 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 a whole thing that I, I believe a lot of fighters are going to take it because to be in the UFC, you want to be in the UFC. That's great. But that does not mean because you can, you should. Right. On right. And, uh, you know, Dana White likes to people that scratch his back. He'll usually do him a favor down the road. You saw that with uh, when Usman uh, cut weight to be a stand in and then offered to save a pay-per-view card. His next fight was for the title. Yeah. But anyway, we got another question from fan of Mr. Stationary. Uh, is this the one that is this the fan that gave you the crystal pizza, the salt rock? And Someone. Who no, no, we didn't. Rock? I don't think yes. so. No, I don't think it's him. That's his bio. His, his Twitter bio is a picture of Pizzi Carroll holding <laughs> a salt lamp. <laughs> it's oh, not salt. Right <laughs> it's live. It's right there. <laughs> so, uh, what's the one thing you never did before quarantine that you actually enjoy now? Hashtag the A side. So, sorry, I'll start with you. Is there anything that you, anything you've discovered you've enjoyed with all this free time on your hand now? I've discovered a lot of things I hate. Uh, <laughs> enjoy. Um, I finally discovered if, for people in the states, Wawa, the gas station, Wawa. Those things are the best in the world. It's like a little mini grocery store slash gas station. They got donuts in there. Dude, they have so many snacks. It is ridiculous. There's one like two miles down here. If anybody wants to go on a date, I'm taking you to Wawa. Like, this is, <laughs> like it's, um, dude, I grew up in the hood. Gas station snacks are my thing. Like, just going down the block, grabbing chips. That, uh, great stuff. If anyone but, wants to go on a date, take you to Wawa. It's <laughs> That's, that's my Tinder bio. It's, dude, it, it works like that. That's why I don't believe I have any kids, but you never know. Anyways, um, man, is this even so appropriate? <laughs> Pizza, what do I do? <laughs> oh my God. Um, what about you? Did you discover any new loves with all your time on your hands? Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm the same as Shorty. My life hasn't changed all that much, to be quite honest. Like, I mean, I don't go outside the best of times. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm reading a lot more. Um, 
but I'm, I'm, and I've, I got Resident Evil on the PlayStation, so I can try to, to go back to my youth a bit. Uh, two. Oh, you, oh you're uh, going back. Okay, you're starting. You're starting back there. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got two, and um, I'm playing that. So I haven't played a video game in a in a really long time. So that's that's good fun. But it's also really annoying. I'm like, you know, I'm on this boss level at the moment where this guy with a fucking eyeball on his shoulder just keeps on smashing me off a wall, and then it's over. I just don't know how to do. It. I don't have a. I don't have great patience. So it's not that I love it. It is. I'm doing it though. So I don't know if I answered the question really. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't know if you guys are the same, but I can tell you this. Throughout fight camp, I'm like, man, I wish I had so much time because I'll make highlight films. I'll, I'll <laughs> learn this, learn that, and then I have nothing but time. And I'm like, let's. Ah, you know, I'm gonna take a nap. I'll get to it. <laughs> and then I don't know. I sleep like 16 hours in the day, and then. The eight hours I am up, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's um, oh, dude, there's a Wawa down the block. I'm like, I think 24 hours. Oh, I'm going to Wawa, and then out of nowhere, I eat. I was like, you know what? I eat. I'm gonna watch the movies. I watch a movie, and I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. Nap time, and then I go back to bed. You know, so it's like, I've been the least productive with the time that I have now. I have the most time available now, but I'm, I'm actually eating more. So that I guess that's a good productivity for me. So. <laughs> I never watched TV until this quarantine. Casey, what's that vampire show I watched at your house once? The funny one? Oh, What We Do in Shadows. Yeah, me and oh, my I girlfriend watched that. We binged that. And I like it's you. So Casey good. gets frustrated. Casey gets frustrated with me when he like brings up all these great shows. I'm like, I don't watch television, man. I don't even know what you're talking about. But like now I'm actually watching TV. I'm actually watching movies. Go watch Vivarium. It's actually an Irish horror film uh, starring Jesse Eisenberg. It was pretty. It was a mind trip. And uh, I've been playing a lot of like horror story based video games. Yeah, like, Resident Evil. No, I like I like story based ones where like I don't like shooting and all that stuff. Like you're just like lurking around. Like I'm playing this one called Moons of Madness where there's like you're stuck on Mars with like a giant octopus alien. You're trying to escape it. Great time. I get terrified every time. I only play when the light's out. So don't mm-hmm. do that. Uh, but I've been actually watching TV for now. So maybe I'll actually have something to talk to Casey about next yeah. time we cover a fight. Um, I, I've, re- I've redeveloped my love for Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. Which one? I, uh, five, the, uh, the L.A. one. The one that takes place in L.A. Such, that, that game came out in 2013, and it still is awesome. So um, yeah, I've, I've been all of them. I, I can play Grand Theft Auto three right now and find joy out of it. Yeah, those games, those, mm-hmm. games, those games like hold up very well. Yeah, big game. I've been also trying to read a lot more. Go read Stray Bullets. It's a good comic book. Anyway, what do we got for our next question? Do, do, do. Thank you, Phantom Mr. Stationary. Where's my salt lamp, by the way? I don't. I don't have one. <laughs> I don't say that. Stupid scissors. I don't have any crystals either. Just want to put that out there. Jessica, shorty some crystals. He's been on the show long enough that he can be part of Crystal Crew. From holding up our crystals, me and Pizzi. From Vaseline. The essentials. At the seaside, what UFC fighter would you choose to be quarantined with? Hashtag the A side. I don't know. <laughs> I'm picking Shorty after seeing that burrito. And he's going to take me for donuts. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else. Dude, you come to Chicago, I will rock your world. That's it. You, would go you can't be on a diet when you come to Chicago. Shorty, where's the best place to get deep dish pizza in Chicago? Every I always ask people from Chicago this, and I get the different answer every time. I am a Pequod's fan myself. I'm a Luminati's guy. Luminati's. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
That's what they all say. City of soup. City of soup. <laughs> no, no. Jared Jer- is what everyone says. That's true. That's true. I like Pequods because I like the uh, the small. I, I don't know. It's just better. But it's in like five hour way to get in. Uh, PT says, shorty, shorty, what fighter? I'll just say fighters. I'm a UFC fighter. What fighter would you want to choose to get quarantined with? I'm pretty sure you're quarantined with a bunch of fighters right now anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm super sad. Uh, let's see. John Jones, you never know what you're going to get next. <laughs> That's a good show. That's, that's an adventure all on its own. I just want to say the last time I hung out with him, we did go out. The only time I ever beat him in a fight was in Mortal Kombat. I just want to put that out there. I want to put ah. it on a claim. There should be an article, Jose Shorty Torres beat up John Jones in a fight. <laughs> and then at the bottom, like it's a trap article, and the bottom beats him in Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's – you never know what you're going to get, but it is always a good time. How about that? I mean, that's fair. Casey, what about you? <laughs> Not – just because there's going to be so much boredom. You remember the fighter Rin Nakai? I sure yeah. do. If you remember, uh, yeah, she, yeah, she does some weird stuff. So I figured that's she just some. Really no, elaborate. Stuff. I need to know what Rin Nakai does now. Let me know. Why, why does she do some pretty weird stuff? Just Google Rin Nakai weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah Google Rin Nakai weird stuff. Yeah, we, we don't want to get this video pulled from YouTube for inappropriate content. <laughs> right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just have a quick look here okay. is, it, is it bad to say I want to hang out with Diego Sanchez's new head coach because I really just want to believe in myself in like so many ways like, that's, like, that's a great show dude, again dude my mentality would just go from like here to there like there you go. I don't know what he'd tell me but I'm excited to hear it you're saying you become self-aware in the school of self-awareness Dude, I'm I'm completely non-self-aware of anything right now. I would pick Roxanne Modifier because she can teach me. I would have so much time to learn Japanese. How, how, That's how, what I, how fluent is she in her Japanese? Um, well, she went. She taught. She lived there for a long time teaching English, right? Yeah. Or te- like she was a teacher over there. So I'm sure she. I don't know how fluent she is, but she could. She clearly knew enough to live there for yeah, a long yeah. time. So I want to know enough that I can watch anime without the dubs but not have to pay attention to the screen and read the subtitles. So I can like have it like a really good anime as like background noise and still know what's going on in Japanese. Like I wish I could watch Terrace House without having to look at the screen the entire time. Sure. No, you, sure do you know what Terrace House is? No, I do not. You're better off for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just wanted to see cases where you get so offended when I say that. It's uh, wait, wait, what's we, our next question? We have a few more. Wait, wait. I want to. I want to focus on uh, PT's face as he's watching his Rindikai videos. Oh God! I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um. Is it the, is it the pancreas when she was in pancreas and she's got like bugs on her and stuff? Or well, basically all of the ones were basically her just working out with no clothes on. And so now I'm seeing what you're talking about. Like weird lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> She's just doing arm curls in a bra. <laughs> it's amazing. That's what I mean. Like, and, when, and when the UFC brought her over, they put her in a Reebok uniform. I was like, no, that's not, yeah, why, that's yeah, not why we yeah. watch Brenda Kai. She fights like part, I thought she was. I thought she was pre-Reebok. Uh, Pre-Reebok, you might she say. Fought Misha Tate, <laughs> she fought Misha Tate on the Tokyo card, right? And she fought Leslie Smith. I thought she was pre I can't okay. remember. She was pre-Reebok last I heard. I just she remember. Like you see that? You see that gif of her and Misha fighting and she throws like a front kick from like six feet away and like Misha doesn't even like move because uh, Rinda Kai, this is like – she looks more like a 125er. Like she's kind of short. She actually fights like, 125 she, now but 
for the longest time she fought at 145, which is just, just she's because. So, she's she's like very short. And she's like fighting Misha, and they're just like kind of feeling each other out. And I don't know what round it is, but like Rinda Kai is like significantly far away from Misha, and she just throws like a front kick. And everyone's like, the most deadly strike in UFC history <laughs> or something like that. It's like a running joke. But anyway, what's our next question, Casey? Check out those Rin Nikoi videos. No. God damn. Oh, wow. From a young lad named Niall McGrath. Oh, my uh, God. My student. How long have you played with Barbie dolls? Well, I think, uh, I think this is directed at you, Jose. This is clearly <laughs> directed at me uh, because I forget, just like Niall's haircut, he's stuck in 1995. <laughs> and uh, playing with Barbie dolls is apparently an insult towards men. So come on, Niall. It's... Put the put the what do you call it? Uh, untuck your polo shirt from your faded jeans, take <laughs> off your white n- New Balances, and come into the 21st century. Seinfeld's over; it's no longer new. Kramer? You don't. You know, <laughs> there you go. Kramer's doing his thing down there. Wait, can we, can we come can we, on? Can we get one more shot of that, Shorty? Let me see your Kramer. Here. Just, oh, when, cool. when he walks when he walks in the building, you know he's like. What's up, guys? <laughs> See, this is a reference, Niall, that's now almost, that's more than 20 years old. You don't have to rush home to catch the new Seinfeld episode anymore. So come to the 21st century. It's a great time. We are stuck in quarantine. Uh, get a new haircut. Come on over. Anyway, next question. Yeah, we, we need we, to we, end we, the we, MMA fighting civil war. <laughs> we need to end that this is too many, there's too many slaggings getting thrown. And I'm stuck in the I'm middle. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. For my chicken parm sandwich that oh, not going God. make. <laughs> is, is he is he a male version of Karen? You know, the Karen that always calls the manager. And yeah, no, he wouldn't call. He wouldn't. He wouldn't call for the manager. He would just walk into the back and yeah. without any instruction. He'd be just like, "I'm going to talk to the manager." He wouldn't even ask for the manager. He'll just find the manager. Like this and is like, this the manager, and he's like, "I don't even work here." So, he has the highest level of privilege you can have in Ireland, basically, uh, being born on the south side um, in his castle. So, I mean, it's it's it, yeah, he'd walk straight in the back and just just slap the manager, probably, you know, before getting arrested and being like, "What was wrong with what I, what I just did? I, I treat people like this all the time." And the last time I asked for a chicken parm sandwich, he handed me a bowl of raisin bran. Not the oh. same thing, Niall. Give me my sandwich. <laughs> Oh, we have fun. From Stuart Tuckwell. What do you guys think of the UFC signing Manel Cape? Personally, I love it, as I think he is one of the most entertaining fighters out there. Hashtag the A-side. Pizzi, I'll start with you. What do you think of the UFC's newest signing, former rising champion, Manel Cape? I think they've done a great job there, a great bit of business uh, with Manel, because... um, I, I was I just was under the impression with with Ryzen and Bellator being so close together and, and doing some uh, collaborative events. I was sure I was already picturing him and Gallagher and and different fights they could possibly make there. Like I just felt Cape and, and Gallagher, two very outspoken dudes, would be a great fight to make if they're doing the cross promotional thing. But I think the UFC have done great to sign him and Yuri Prohaska, uh, two two great fighters there without a doubt. Um, one thing I'd like to know about Manuel Cape is he Portuguese? Because it, it, it has a Portuguese flag beside his profile on topology. But then when I called him Portuguese before, people were like, he's not Portuguese. So I don't know. But I think he's a really good fighter. Um, but even more so than that, he is a really interesting dude. Um, and I feel like, to be honest, I feel like Ryzen kind of missed a beat there. Because 
when he won, um, when he beat Asakura, it felt that opened up so many different things they could have done with him. Um, so it's it's an interesting one in that regard too. It just didn't seem like the right time for Ryzen to be letting him go. He's Shorty. born in Portugal. Born in Portugal. Oh wow! Okay, there you okay. go. Well, Shorty, this go. is a man, this is a man that's far in your weight class, uh, one twenty five, one thirty five. So, what do you think about the UFC's new signing? Was this a guy that you had maybe flagged for a possible fight down the road in Brave? I'm 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 not even trying to be disrespectful. I'm not at all trying to like seem like that guy, but I've never heard of this man before. Oh, wow. it's it's ser- it's seriously it's it's seriously not even to be like who like. Who the fuck is this guy? It's just more of like seriously. Well, he, he fights I in Japan. I mean, people. yeah, he yeah, fights. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a he's yeah. a he's a rising champ. So no, this is shame. This is absolutely yeah. shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's seriously what it is. like right now when, when you're like, oh yeah, Manuel or Manuel K. Paul. It's like, okay, I gotta look this guy up. Like, who is he? Like, <laughs> I seriously don't know who he is. Not because I'm just throwing shade and being an a hole and all that stuff. Like, I just have never heard of him. I've never seen him fight. But again, he's in a whole different promotion, which. I've never even seen a full Ryzen event. The only the only time I ever watched Ryzen was when I finally joined ATT and Kyoji was fighting for it. Like that's seriously, and I only watched one fight. Like I didn't even watch the Mayweather fight. You know, so it's one of those things. Fight. It's like I seriously, yeah, fight. I seriously don't know this guy, but I'm sure if everyone's hyping about it, it's gonna be a big thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I wish nothing but the best for him. But you still ain't nothing now. So, so he I, does, can't really, he, I really he, can't yeah. put anything out there. He has a win over Ian McCall, has a loss to Kyoji Horiguchi, so he's he's fought some big and, names. And, and he just yeah. be, he just won the main event at Saitama at the, the New Year's show Asakura. against uh, uh, what's his name Kai. Uh, how do you say his last name? Asakura. Kai Asakura. Just, yeah, yeah, Asakura. just knocked out Horiguchi. So he's actually legit one of the best bantamweights in the world. And um, if you want, actually, if you want for the fans for Shorty too, if you want to go back and watch an old fight card, a recent old, a recent one. Watch Rising Twenty. It was the, I I hundred percent believe it was the best card of 2019, and it happened on the very last day at um, New Year's Eve in Japan. It was such an unbelievably good card. Um, so uh, if you want to watch, not, it, not, not gonna lie, I, I feel like I feel like knocking on Kyoji's door because he's like ten feet away <laughs> and just like, hey, what do you think about this guy? <laughs> like, I just had to yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Kyoji was there. He was in the audience. Yeah, he was there for his like little crutch and everything. He got he got in the ring and everything. Said hi to the crowd. But um, he is um, it's an excellent signing by the UFC. I'm personally bummed because I wanted I want to see yeah. more. I want to see more big name fighters and other promotions because I feel he's just gonna get lost in the shuffle like so many other fighters, so many other great fighters just get lost in the shuffle in UFC. And so, uh, but good for him if he wants it. You know, yay, good for UFC. Bad for Ryzen, bad for um, bad for Bellator. It's one hundred percent shade, though. It's definitely shade. There's yeah, no, yeah. There's no I think Shorty called him out. What do we? Yeah, <laughs> Shorty called him out. Alex, start writing the article. Yeah. <laughs> Shorty Torres calls out Manuel Cape. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch Monday's episode, Pizzi? I didn't get to it yet. No, I'm st- sure I'm still writing out the back arse of uh, Eurobash. <laughs> uh, we, we had Alima on. Uh, AK was using like everything Alima said and turned it into like a clickbaity article. <laughs> <laughs> Where she's like, Alima McFarland says Max Holloway is not a real Hawaiian. <laughs> she's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> anyway, we got any more questions? Did you tell her I, I said of- hello? Did you tell her I said hello? Alima? I, we did not get to it. Wow. Well, wow. Well, how next time she's on, you're on. That's what we're waiting. That's what we were waiting for. 
Sorry, wow. Shorty. I would have definitely done that. You know, I would have. I can't believe uh, Jose's uh, done this. You can blame other Alex for that 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 mishap. He was the one that was. Are, are, uh, are you friends of her? Or you just want to get your name in there. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely friends with oh, her. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was tied to Bellator, but I haven't talked. I haven't spoken to her in like the last time I trained with her was in 2015. You know, so like oh. I haven't seen her in years. So I'm just like, oh yeah, oh, tell okay. her I said hello. But, oh yeah. What's, one job, yeah. one job, Jose. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was gonna say, I mean, just because of the because of the coronavirus, they she had to cancel her wedding. So I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean these days? What are you talking uh, about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Casey. Any more questions we got? No, we're running up on time. Any uh, questions we, from the site? We, we, got, Twitter all, we questions. got all the time in the world. All right, all right, all right. All right. Um, it's April thirtieth. Yeah, we're good. April Fools. We go long. <laughs> from CMGG seven six seven eight. Just his name is Corey. Apparently, no last name. Just Corey. Do you think Dana and the UFC should just cancel the card and do a massive card with three title fights for the next pay-per-view card with the coronavirus when the coronavirus dies down? Spell coronavirus wrong. I don't know why people keep spelling it with a space. It's a one word, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I mean, I said this on the show, of, I think a couple episodes ago, where I think the big one of the big things coming out of all these canceled cards is you're just going to get some insanely stacked cards. Like you could get Habib, Tony. And uh, and Ganu Rodenstreak, like I know the Valentina co- fight got pushed back. Like you're gonna get some really stacked cards since a lot of these fights. Like you could get Leon Edwards and, and Tyron Woodley as like the opener of a pay per view. But I, the only downside is there's a lot of these f- fights I wish were five rounds that might all of a sudden turn into three rounds. But uh, Shorty, I'll start with you. Should we just cancel the next few cards and just do one massive pay per view down the road? Um, when you say massive pay-per-view, do you just mean three title fights in the same amount of fights or just like 20 fights per card? Like, well, those are too long. No. <laughs> those are too yeah, and then, long. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I believe they should have kind of like an international fight week, three title fights, massive cards. Awesome. I think that would be amazing, but they definitely have to keep the same 10 to 12 fight ratio because eventually if it's too long, people are going to pick and choose their fights. And it's, you know, putting shade on some of these uh, UFC Fight Pass or ESPN Plus prelim fighters, and then they're not being noticed. So for me, I do believe they should make some massive cards where they have three title fights and some great, great events, but definitely the same amount of fights because if not, again, a lot of people are going to be left in the dust and people are only going to tune in for the last three or at least the main card. So that's that's just me, but that is something where I do believe 100% they should follow Bellator's trend of just canceling all of the fights and then properly managing what's going to happen next. Let these fighters know you can go home. You can go to your families, go home. You can semi, you know, semi-train and get ready for this event, but we're not going to have anything for sure until maybe end of May, sometime June. Why not just have a UFC 194 style where you have three fight cards in three days? I know it would kill the media, but... It would kill the media, but would anyone tune in all three days? And what three days? Is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No, I think it would be so, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Kind of like we had the, the Paige Van Zandt-Rose fight was on like a Thursday, that card, and then the fri- or Friday, and then like the next one was like Frank Edgar, Chad Mendez was the tough finale, and then you had the big UFC 194 pay-per-view on Saturday. The hardest part for that is once sports start rolling again, other events are going to start happening the same day. So now everyone is going to be competing with each other. That's why I believe it's smart, technically, business-wise, for the UFC. But like, oh, let's get these events, ha- uh, events happening because no one else is, is working. 100% of the profits are going to come straight to us and the fighters, technically, whoever gets the pay-per-view buys. 
which is really only the main event or the champions. But yeah. every every other event is going to be happening. Bellator is going to have an event. Uh, Rising is going to have an event. Hell, other sports, football, soccer, and all these people are going to have events. Boxing is going to have a huge event. So it's that's the hard part. It's you want to pick and choose what day, and, and you're going to have to compete with other people. So it's yeah. that's the pro and con about it. Yeah, if MMA picks up in the summer again, they're probably going to have to compete with the NBA playoffs, which is not – I don't think Dana White wants to do because those are ratings juggernauts on free TV. Absolutely. Yeah, actually I think when you said Shorty, like you said, no one's working right now. I think that's actually the issue why the UFC should absolutely not throw a pay-per-view on during this pandemic because no one is working. And, mm-hmm. and say that money. No, no one's working. And, you know, I don't want to be super downer, but the economic – the economy right now is we don't know how that's going to go and the, the crazy unemployment rates that's going to happen because of the business shutdowns and i honestly i just don't see people going you know what i got 70 bucks to spend on some short notice title fights and take in mind too no one can like group up like oh let's all come together and you know, all gather at our house and watch <laughs> it true. you know everyone literally has to buy it by themselves now so um i, I just i can't if I, I just hope they just stop having fights what if they have a pay per view? It could be Habib Ferguson, Aldo Mar- Aldo versus Cejudo. Um, what other title fight we, we're going to be missing? Pretty um, Nunez Spencer, Nunes Valentina Spencer. Jojo. Those are the top three fights. Then you have Overeem Harris, which got canceled. You get Nagano Rosenstruck. I mean, like, and then you have um, Anthony Smith, Glover Teixeira. That's a five fight card right now. You know, and those Weidman are, and Hermanson. Weidman and Hermanson. Like, an amazing. And I didn't. I didn't even throw Edwards um, Woodley in there. So. It's just, but um, I think I, I think what Shorty's saying is like, yeah, like look at all the names we're saying here. These are the people that probably don't need the money as much as the guys on the bottom rung. Like, what happens if we're just stacking all these cards with 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 all these, uh, you know, top three three fights or whatever the cards were going to be, and then you know the prospects that are just coming through, or maybe someone who lost their debut zero and one. Um, it's going to be a long time before they get put in the mix if they're just trying to put on the most stacked cards as possible, I guess, right? Yeah, everyone's going to Plus, we rely on the money. You know, so a lot of the guys like myself are making like an ultimate fighter contract, and it's like, ah, I'm, I'm mm. you know, kind of being uh, you know, belittled here. You know, so a lot of the guys, you know, again, I don't know what Ashley Smith makes, but, you know, I know they rely on the money. We talked about it in the show where it's like I'm expecting some type of reimbursement. I don't know if the UFC has done anything with that with London, but it's the fact of a lot of people rely on the money. If you know you're not going to fight, cool, let me go home to my family. Let me figure out different things uh, income-wise to figure out what's next for me. And then once I know a card is for sure, then I will get back into training camp and be able to spend money for a training camp. For me, dude, uh, this fight – because they got canceled, I think I spent alone. I'm trying to think, three three thousand on this training camp alone. You know, and that's that's in pretty much three months, and that's not you know considering the food, uh, the the time here, and the time I have to wait. You know, so it's three thousand that I'm not gonna get back, and now I have to spend another possible three thousand for another fight, whenever the heck that might be, and then possibly wait until get you know. An, if I get paid or not, depending on if the events, uh, event's going to happen or not. Hey, April just started, so you never know. Another pandemic might start or another, you know, big crazy Godzilla might come out of the water. You never know. I mean, I'd say food say is a huge expense, though. I, I'd imagine that's a crazy expense, uh, Shorty. Food, like, I mean, because you have to eat so clean when you're in camp. But I'd say, like, that's astronomical amount of money you spend it, over a three-month period. It, it's like 100 to 200 a week. If I wasn't wow. sponsored by a certain company, like, again, I'm sponsored by ButcherBox. Shout out ButcherBox. Um, <laughs> if... 
if I wasn't sponsored by ButcherBox, that's another hundred dollars worth of food I'm buying a week. You that's know, so you get three grand again. Yeah. Wow. You know, so it's it's. I'm telling you, and, that, and that's the thing. Like right now, I'm spending less money buying cheap food at Wawa, which is Woo! really awesome. But <laughs> healthy food is expensive, so that's why for these fighters, a lot of people don't realize that we 100% rely on doctors, whether it's or sponsors, doctors, chiropractors, all these people, and then you have food sponsors who, you know, they they give you you know free whatever butcher box or, or whatever the case may be. So it's these little things are substantial for us fighters and. Even for me, I was I was telling uh, one of the fighters yesterday. I was like, "Man, it sucks because now I have a an event that allows banner uh, a banner, so it allows me to have sponsors in the banner, but I can't get money from these sponsors unless I have a fight. So almost all of my income is relying on me actually stepping in the cage and fighting, not even performing, but just overall getting in the cage. But since I'm not there, I can't really make money. When are we gonna get that Shorty Torres OnlyFans? Yeah, never. (laughs) Never. I that cool. I wish I was cool. I'm I'm like, I'm like this. Like kids in my neighborhood, you're like, you're awesome. You're like, ah, you just haven't found someone better. That's it. Not yet. (laughs) Walk like two blocks, you'll go. Go to a Wawa, you'll meet a cashier that's better than me. Like that's it. Jesus, that's not true. You're the best. (laughs) Anyway, Casey, tune up another question. Yeah, we're gonna go quick. We're gonna semi rapid fire through these last questions because we're running out of time. Uh, Here we go. (laughs) <laughs> from Jessica Knappett, Crystal Queen. As a talking point, can you all discuss how personally attacked we all are by this? And as she is quote tweeting a <laughs> from Gerald from Gerald Mearshart, uh, K- Carol Baskin is what is what happens when chicks that love healing crystals and use goddess unironically come into money. Hashtag coronavirus truth. I have no idea who Carol Baskin is. Do either of you? Yes. She's from Tiger King. I've, Come on, man. I've, not, I've not watched Tiger King. So oh, I'm one of the only people week, in the world. Next week, this can't be a thing. We all need to. You're watching TV again, Jose. We need to all watch it and have a discussion. I'm, so I'm three. I'm, uh, I'm three episodes in. So next week, if we want to dedicate the entire A side to talk about Tiger King, I will catch up on the whole show and we, we'll just take questions about Tiger King next week. I don't. I don't, mind. <laughs> I don't I'm watch right? next. I get real uncomfortable watching tigers stuck in hot cars down in Florida. I get yeah, real. That, uncomfortable. That's, an that's a lot that's kind of about that. So. I definitely do not want to watch that. Uh, isn't this guy in jail for trying to kill someone? Spoiler, too? Definitely. Spoiler, spoiler. Hey, spoiler, hey, yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler, Jose. Oh, mate. That dude sucks ass. I don't want to give him any more publicity. I, I, just, I just want to say they re, like, this show's become so popular that the Florida whatever, they ended up reopening a case because they're like, you know what? We're going to re-look into some of these things. This is <laughs> your point of the fact that we haven't seen yet. It's uh, like, I want to give that. I don't want to give that dork any other publicity. Plus, that epic Michael Jordan documentary is coming out in like a couple of weeks. I'm saving my documentary binging for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, Shorty knows what's All up. Right. Anyway, next week on the East Side, got- no Jose Youngs, just me and PC talking about Tiger King. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's called the the the, the, the seaside, the cat side. <laughs> I'm cutting your mic. I'm cutting your mic. Yeah, yeah. Jessica, Thanks, Jessica. We still love you. We still don't don't worry about Gerald and his beautiful. Uh, saxophone playing ways. You're still cool with us, and that's all that matters. And actually, this, yeah, sure. this is gonna Crystals, be. Our, this, oh, actually, we have two, what, two more questions. Here we go. From the Stretchy Pants Podcast. <laughs> what a podcast! Since it's clearly Daving, since it's clearly Dana driving UFC 249 forward, should he be held personally liable for any COVID-related fallout that may occur? Interesting question. If this fight does go on, this fight card does go on solely because of Dana White and someone 
gets the coronavirus or is affected in some form or way, should Dana be held personally liable? Shorty, your thoughts. Oh, man, I knew you were going to go to me first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, PT, PT first. Um, should he be liable if it's at the event, technically, you know, because it's a work-related thing? But if you have to travel the train and do all that stuff, the UFC doesn't cover medical expenses, anything before a fight. They'll cover some type of insurance if you get hurt during practice. You'll be like, hey, you're training for us for an event that we already had uh, contractually obligated. Cool, we'll cover some of the costs. But they don't cover any of the costs until you're actually at the event. So if it's anything leading up, if you're traveling, get into a fight or whatever the case may be, then no, they, they're not technically responsible should they be? I think so. But, hey, that's just me. Who cares about me? I'm shorty. I'm, I'm whatever. So, <laughs> but at the fight, yeah, I, I believe he should be responsible if, you know, one of the workers had something and they don't know they're asymptomatic, whatever the case may be, um, and they catch something in the event after event, um, I believe 100% Dana White should be responsible. But that's something he's definitely not looking into whatsoever. PC, your thoughts real quick. Yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, MMA fans were trying to blame Leon Edwards for UFC London being cancelled because he was afraid his children and his family would get it if he flew to America and couldn't get back in. You know, like, yeah. Should he? Uh, yeah. And will he? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there you have it, <laughs> I mean, I, I think the fact that this is even a discussion just shows you that this should not, this fight is just the safety's the safety just can't be the safety regulations just can't be met. It's just impossible without proper testing yeah, before Casey, and after here's, the fight. Yeah. So Casey, here's the problem. Oh yeah. As always, you're making sense, and that's not allowed in 2020. My bad. That's such a 2019 thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm offended. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our yeah. final question. Do 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 do. <laughs> From oh, Aaron Chalmers. Chalmers. Aaron Old Chalmers. Chalmers. <laughs> Aaron Old Chalmers. He changes his name to Bellator Fighter. Uh, what's the show he's on? What was the show he got? He, Jordy he, Shore. He, Jordy Shore. Uh, has some pretty interesting tattoos, I'm not going to lie. But anyway, his question. Who wins, Tony or Carol Baskin? Or what happens first, Tony Habib or Cal versus James? So, Pizzi, I'll start with you because I have no idea who Carol Baskin is to this. Still don't know who this individual is. Who wins, Tony or Carol? Uh, I mean, to Tony's going to destroy her in every way possible. What? <laughs> I mean, apart, 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 I mean, oh, well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, are you allowed it. to use props? I don't want to do any spoilers here, but I mean, would you be allowed to use, say, um, a uh -huh. structure with animals that you've built in the place? <laughs> So you're saying are they gonna are they fighting in a tiger pit is what you're asking? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're both. And Carol's gonna win. I'm afraid. Yeah. They <laughs> you're telling me you don't think Tony Ferguson can darts choke a lot a, a tiger? Look, uh, underestimating Carol Baskin has got a lot of people in trouble. That, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say, guys. Don't want to ruin all the right. documentary. So then, what happens first, Tony Habib or Cal versus James? I assume that's uh, Cal uh, Eleanor and James. Yeah, James now Cal. it's yeah. been cancelled three times. Um, it's it's turning into our Tony Habib in Europe. Um, Tony, what happens first, Tony Habib or Cal v James? They're both in in bad territory in terms of success rate. Like, um, and if you look at it right, Cal and James has fall apart three times in about six months. 
Like it's not over the five year period that uh, Tony and um, Habib have had. And we also have uh, Donovan Desme and Paddy Pimblett who has fa- that's fallen apart yeah. three times. So um, I'm going to say based on the track record of it happening over five years, uh, Cal and James happens first because they're only based on this six month period where they keep trying to make the fight happen. And it's just the world is a bit crazy. Whereas Habib and Tony, we know. We I'm not going to curse. I'm not. I don't want to disrespect the MMA. It's guys, already but cursed. Again. It's already cursed. That's man. your attitude. Is 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 not helping? Okay. You sound like Sean Al Shadi when you say stuff like that. <laughs> what a beautiful. Is uh, uh, Cal and James their fight that's fallen out? Uh, it's been both of them, right? It's not only been from one side. Yeah, and one of the times, I mean, is crazy. Cal basically got his scan mixed up by a doctor who thought he was looking at a different scan or something and was like, oh, yeah, your brain's not ready for this. And then he's like, oh, sorry, it is actually. It's the wrong scan. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I mean, like, it's fucking great. My bad. You you are going to live another six months. Just <laughs> April Fool's. Yeah, I mean, it, how crazy is that? Like, it's, in, it's insane. That's an insane story. We're way up on time. Uh, Shorty, as always, the floor is yours for anything you want to plug, anything you want to say. You got literally all the time in the world. All right. Uh, Wawa, thank you for all your love and support. I definitely could use a sponsorship. Uh, Save me a lot of money. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I need some crystals. I don't know who that lady is, but I love you, and I would love some crystals. Uh, could I also use a crystal sponsorship? Uh, Monster, Hans, come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, let's see. <sighs> I don't know what fight's going to happen next. I don't know if there's going to be anything happening next. Everyone stay safe, stay smart, stay clean. Uh, let's see. Stay chubby. And, uh, Call out Manuel Cape oh. again. Who? Uh, <laughs> the I'm just making it so much worse. I'm making it so much worse. I really like. I really have never heard of the guy. And it's not because I'm not a fan or just all gets back. I just don't know who he is. He's fought a whole different country. That, yeah, fuck me. He's gonna come get me one of these days. Screw it. No. Um, we'll bleep that out. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's gonna be some shades. I'm gonna write an article about this. It's gonna be so bad because then the, the only response in the bottom is gonna be like. Who's Jose Chubby Torres? I don't know that guy. <laughs> that's the only. That's, yeah, uh, anyway, I'm not relevant anymore. Uh, let's see. Where shorty? Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> who's that guy? That guy was that that guy only comes out during fight camp. Uh, let's see. It's Jose Chubby Torres now. Uh, I don't believe I have anything else. I, I, I know I'm gonna just get back to it, whatever way possible. I'm gonna roll just as much as this wheel. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> Pizza, you want to add anything before we sign off? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I was going to say um, that, say if I was going to stream something from the U.S. This is more of a question for the crowd. <laughs> say if I'm going to stream something <laughs> from the U.S. That is, uh, you know, say there's a, a documentary coming out mid-April. Uh, I can't hypothetically watch it because... You know, uh, it's geoblock. What VPN should I use to uh, overcome this issue? That's that's isn't the question this, of- I, this documentary in question. Is it not going up on Netflix? I've been told it might. Yeah, I told it might be. I, but- I think I think I know what documentary you're talking about. I actually <laughs> might be in that documentary. Like no really? BS. I think I know what documentary you're talking about. 
<laughs> oh, it's that one, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. But yeah, so oh, people need to tell me. But I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to remember what I said here, but my phone just keeps flashing. It's just full of, like, messages from from Shorty Torres just giving Manuel Cape absolute abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, man. How are you doing this with ES- no hands? <laughs> it's like e- ES- ESPN, you just get the sign, like, ESPN, better, but, like, I don't know, or Shorty Torres calls out Metal Cape. <laughs> man, we're just making, we're making fights happen right now. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the engine room of MMA. Torres versus Cape in a, in a boatyard. Let's do this. I'm already in Florida, you know, some places they allow the fight to so come on down, yeah. man. Let's it. get them both in hazmat suits. Find for some Wawa, so, find for some Wawa sandwiches or whatever. No, the fight is going to be Felice Spencer and Mad News are going to fight in the parking lot of a Wawa and Shorty Torres and Manuel Cape are going to be the co-main event. Oh, yes. Masvidal referees, both of them. Winner gets lifetime, lifetime supply of donuts from Wawa. That is hey, can, can, I, can I have Kyoji be my special guest referee, please? You, know, you, you, you 100% can have the special guest referee, Kyoji Horiguchi. Have you ever gone fishing with Kyoji Horiguchi? I heard that's a beautiful experience. I have not. I've gone fishing only a handful of times down here, but he literally – so he, he finally got a car, and he ended up buying one of like the long uh, Audi like right. station wagon cars just for his fishing poles. Yeah, uh, Robert Hoyford was gone with him a lot. He said it's uh, he's amazing. He said he's a brilliant fisher. Dude, he lo- like he goes almost twice a day. Like he has a schedule of like I'm gonna go in the morning, practice, relax, go get some coffee, and then go again. Like he literally has the same schedule every single day. Wow. So what you're saying is we've booked another fight between Kyoji Horiguchi and Gregor Gillespie for best fisherman in MMA. That <laughs> is that is yeah no it's that's. There you go. There's the third fight on this Wawa parking lot street brawl we got going on. Those three fights. Spencer Nunes, Gillespie, uh, Kyoji Horiguchi. Weight classes don't matter because this is for the Wawa championship of the world. Anyway. What type of uh, of fishing? We we dealing fly fishing? Pure fishing? Come on, man. We got to... I want Neil Siri involved as well if it's going to be a fishing bow. He's, he's, look, come on. We're on an island over here. We're all amazing at fishing. (laughs) Apart from me, I've never done it. But who knows? And... To culminate this whole situation, Niall's going to bring me my long-awaited chicken parm sandwich that I'm still waiting for. But anyway, I'm you Jose. Can you can get one at Wawa. <laughs> yeah, I want Niall to make it for me and hand it to me. That's the that's not even a goal. It's going to happen. Like, that has higher of a chance, of more of a chance of happening than Tony and Habib. I'm just going to say it right there. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Jose. That's Pizzi below me. That's Casey. To my right, I believe, and then Shorty Torres or Chubby Torres, whatever you want to call him, is diagonal down for me. You can find this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all that fun stuff. Until Friday, I'm not sure who we're going to have on the show, but Shorty is going to be back 100% down the road because our audience loves him so much. You can also find our extra segments coming to the social medias eventually. But until then, we're out. (laughs) You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.